This is the Arts Empire Podcast. I'm your host, Tion Buku One. We go deep diving into some of the most amazing, inspirational people in my life that I've known who have turned their art into a career. Sharing the tips, the trades, the gems, the lugs, all that good stuff for you and yours. Enjoy. About to get Alfonso Rawls on here in a minute. Nope, in a minute. About to get that information game for your brain, for your brain. My bad, my man. Sorry, I had you <laughs> I had you there singing Killing Time, huh? Oh, I just I was <laughs> I had just had to take off my, my blue bandana and my Timberlands because I was watching the <laughs> Snoop Dogg versus DMX oh, yeah. uh, versus so I was, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm just going to turn off for a minute. But then I caught, I caught some like nineties of nostalgia from like all the DMX anthems. So, <laughs> I was like, Ugh! but see, it's a good thing. I didn't wear my shirt. Cause we'd have been straight like twins. I was oh, about yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, working, I'm working on a, uh, on a different project. This is a sample that I got back. Uh, you can't tell in the light, but it's, um, it's uh, reflective ink. Oh, wow. It. Yeah. So working on some okay. new things. I don't know if certain angles. I don't know. It's probably got to be dark. Right. <laughs> okay. That's cool. They got, yeah, I told my son, he was like, what? my son's been, you know, he's got his own t-shirt press in the garage. Now he, he draws his own screens on the screen, burns them. So I was like, yeah, we do it out tonight. He's like, oh, shit. I gotta, you know, get oh, off these dope. drums and get in there. Yeah. That's dope. So yeah, man. We got, we got, we got a whole little house, uh, little entrepreneurs and stuff so that's what's up i mean it's the age for that right you know yeah, I mean? it's like, you know yeah there's there's the modern technology allows you to be your own business you know what i mean yeah yeah for real and the instability <laughs> of the of the workforce man is a little different yeah no doubt okay so what we'll do is why don't you just let i'll just give up people a general uh, introduction to who you are and kind of the things that you like to say you do that represent really what you're about. Uh, Alfonso Rawls, uh, professional skateboarder, graphic designer, and artist, I guess are probably the main words that encapsulate who I am and what I do for the most part, or what I'm known for. Right. Business owner, on, entrepreneur might be splashed in there. For well. sure. What are, what are a couple of the things that you do that I may not know or people don't know about what you do. The main things I do do that people do know me for is, uh, uh, you know, footwear design, well, skateboarding, footwear design, and graphic design. Um, outside of that, I mean, shoot, that's kind of mainly what I do. <laughs> right. You're not, you're not a professional uh, squash player or pickleball or nothing like that? None of that. None of that. <laughs> Time is very limited these days. So, uh, you know, I, I stick with the passions that I've known and grown with you know, for the past three decades or more. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it so much that that that's what keeps me busy. You know what I mean? No. And that's dope. And that's one of the cool things about, you know, being able to do this art to empire. Like I really wanted to have a platform to share artists who have tra who made the, the transformation of being an artist business person, because that transformation, um, we always encourage arts in schools or people like we, we, we want people to be pro skaters or artists or musicians, but we never talk about the business of it. So we kind of throw them out to the wolves to just get raped and pillaged to make the same mistakes over and over again. All right. so I'm, really, I'm really passionate about um, shedding light on the business side of the people. So when I interviewed Dominic Hieroglyphics, I wasn't talking about production and hip hop albums. I'm like, 
yo, you've dealt with the business side. How does, you know, how does road managing look? Like, what does that look like and stuff like that? So I'm, I'm really glad to do that. And one of the cool things about this and during this time of COVID and stuff is I want people to see like people like you who during this time you're busy or busier. Like you've, you've not skipped a beat. Right. Right. You know? And so it doesn't, this time doesn't have to be suspended animation where we're just waiting for something. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, I think that's the, the perception of a lot of people out there right now, but um, a lot of the friends that I've spoken with that have online business are, kind of really thriving right now oddly enough you know i mean the past you know several months for for me have been some of the busiest times you know what i mean uh, main hustles side hustles i mean it's all just you know popping and cracking right now oddly yeah. enough so uh yeah some some of my busiest busiest times have been the past you know five months uh you know, maybe just a little prior to uh the whole shutdown right let's see that's that's what it is okay so let's let's take it back way back so you first, was the first business of your artistic expression being a pro skateboarder? Yes. Well, well, yes, yes. And I, I paused to say that because actually, you know, it was almost like my art, my graphic art career and skateboarding career kind of uh, took off simultaneously. I've always, oh, been wow. into, I've, I've always been into art. I've always done graphic designs and stuff like that. But um, being, uh, getting sponsored and riding for 8th Street Skateboards uh, allowed me a platform in which to present those designs, you know, I mean, a home for them instead of just on paper and then, you know, from there thrown in the corner of my room or something, you know, I mean, it actually gave me, gave me an opportunity, a, you know, a medium, a platform in which to, uh, you know, present, showcase my, my work. Um, you know, we, we, we were given some liberties and some freedoms to be able to uh, have input on not only the graphic uh, designs but uh as well as the ad ad layouts and you know apparel input and all stuff like that so it really was a a, a home for a lot of my creative outlets beyond uh skateboarding that's dope i didn't know that i did not know that so you design some of the the boards and the and the and the, and the, the clothing and stuff right sheet yeah yeah design oh, that, sure. you know yeah my art style has changed quite a bit uh over the years or whatever but i did you know i did i did some of the eight street graphics back in the day i did my first pro model i did uh my second pro model which was the energizer bunny with the little yep. tape. the first one being the pillberry doughboy one i did a couple of danny way graphics i did oh, um, i did a uh tony mac graphic a couple of maybe uh, team boards as well and some graphics and logos and stuff like that that's dope. I did not know that. What year did you turn pro skateboarding? Uh, 91, I turned pro. Right. So, yeah, so, I, yeah, 91. Uh, the, the, uh, the day before my 16th birthday, I want to say. Yeah. Damn. Or 17th, 17th birthday, I'm sorry. Wow. Okay, so on the business side now, tell me, because I've been in skateboarding, you know, since 87 and I have tons of friends that are pro and I've never seen a contract mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like I've asked a few people and some are like we didn't have contracts some are like well I had this contract but I'd never seen any contracts so what 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 were the logistics of going pro and how did that how, was there any negotiations or what how did that happen um yeah I mean as far as my personal experience of turning pro, there was no negotiations or any of that. It was like, you know, hey, you know, there's a pro contest coming up in San Jose. We think it's about the time, about that time you want to turn pro. And I'm like, you know, sure, let's do it. And then so my only verbal deal, I don't remember signing an H Street, a contract to turn pro for H Street, but my only verbal deal was that in order to get a pro model, I had to place uh, top 10 or better, you know. And so as it turned out, my very first contest, I placed 10th. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, so, so the deal was if I got, if I got 10th place, 10th place, I was able to get a pro model. Right. And so I, I placed exactly 10th, which was perfect right. because it's like I sucked <laughs> at contest and I don't know that I did any better than 10th place for a long dang time after that. So I might probably would have never had a pro model if, uh, right. <laughs> if things didn't happen the way that they happened. Right. So, okay. So then you turn pro. What did, Turning pro mean? Turning pro means, the, you know, for 
a kid that loves skateboarding and that, you know, is trying to figure out. His... That's basically what it meant to me. I mean, I was already, I was so fired up in doing what I was doing that it didn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything that made me think, like, oh, I got to really turn it up and turn it on now. I mean, in my head, I always was, you know, pressuring myself to, you know, to, to evolve and learn and progress and, and, and all that stuff. So it wasn't really too much pressure beyond that, really, that right. I, that I didn't feel, you know, uh, before turning pro. Right. So on the business side, what changed? Like, what did being pro mean as far as business? I mean, income, like, definitely what did that world look like? Yeah, definitely income, you know, more financial freedom, you know, you had, you know, you had actually income now that you were able to buy the things that you wanted to buy and kind of, you know, and the, the fruits of your labor, uh, as to where, when we were AMS, we got we got paid a little bit, not not much. It wasn't really too much to do anything with. But turning pro meant that I was able to move out now and establish my own right. independence, <laughs> you know, beyond my parents. It really, what it meant, and you know, buy a car and uh, you know, just right. establish establish my own independence and just grow up beyond the walls of my parents' home. Right. So, <clears throat> how was the the pay determined? Um, back then, it was basically board royalties, uh, $2 a board was kind of the, the, the industry standard back then. Right. And so, I mean, it equated, it equated to anywhere around about 2500 to say four grand a month back then. Right, right. Yeah. That's cool. And that was, that was like not a bad time to be pro for H Street. That was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, we're talking, you know, uh, early 90s money. So, I mean, you could do quite a bit. Back then, I mean, yeah. rent, rent between three or four dudes, you know, with totaled about 1200 you know what I mean? So, right. you know, uh, cars were cheaper. Everything was kind of cheaper. Um, yeah. The right. Good, okay. it, was, it, was, it was easy back then. <laughs> right. So, so when you first turned pro, did it feel like any level of, like, business? When did you first start feeling that you actually now had a – you were a business person, like you had a, a career to – to look after um to tell you the truth i mean i guess that kind of really kicked in later on in my career you know what i mean kind of when i started feeling more pressure of you know the newer kids coming in and you know uh the, the inevitability of time and you know slowing down and and, and stuff like that that really kind of got me to realize that you know in order to stand out at that point um you know you had to you had to take it much more serious. Right. Um, yeah. Man. Okay. So, all right. Now you're pro skateboarder. That's true. At that point in time, your early nineties, that was your main source of income. Yes. Well, I mean, fortunately for me throughout my whole skateboarding career, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, supplement my income with design work that I was doing, whether it was, you know, getting paid to, you know, design clothes, clothing with uh, drawers, um, right or so or the graphics that i was doing for eighth street natural to you know what you know whatever other brands i rode for um i, I was always kind of moonlighting and you know maximizing my opportunities i guess so to speak yeah that is that is the way man being able to like like when you know because i've you know talking to young skater kids now it's like you know if you're sponsored you're around these people who are running these businesses. And if you really want to take the initiative, you can actually intern or just hang around the office or show them your other skills. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. it's such a good way to build something. So when it's time to transfer out, you can either become a team captain or a graphic designer or a photographer. Um, and we uh, never hear, we never hear much about that. I love, I love that. So talk to me a little bit more about, um, just that diversity being able to, while you're a pro skater, it could have been very easy for you to be like, all right, I'm gonna focus on just skating now. I don't have to do anything else. But what kept you doing both, and what, you know? Well, I mean, you know, the the cool thing about my line of work being skateboarding and you know, uh, graphic design and 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 um, footwear design and art and stuff like that. This is stuff that I kind of already did. You know what I mean? You know, I was the kid in the back of the class, not paying attention, just drawing or designing or just you know expressing myself create you know, creatively, and that was the same. It's the same vibe that kind of uh, drew me to skateboarding. You know, what I mean that that creative that that creative freedom. So it was like, I mean, it was. I I, I feel fortunate because I mean, for me, I just I've always just kind of 
uh, followed my passion and it ended up shaping into something that allowed me to make a living uh, in doing what I loved. Right. That is ill. What was one of the first tough business lessons you you learned? I mean, I would have to say some of my toughest business lessons is not giving myself enough credit to be able to learn the things that I don't know and taking on business partners, I would have to say. Because along with that, I mean, you're always going to have, you know, uh, you know, when you're dealing with different personalities or whatnot and different interests and stuff like that, uh, you know, your, your discussions may align in the beginning, but at some point, you know, you know, opinions change or whatnot. And so I find that me, you know, personally in business, I've been more happier and my business, my businesses have been more successful ever since I've, you know, I've given myself the, the, the credit to be able to learn the things that I don't know. And ever since it's just been me and my wife running my endeavors, it's, it's been perfect. No stress. Right. That is a real game. Cause that's, you have complete autonomy of the business direction and creative control. Yeah. 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 What are, what are some of the, oh, is that, that you just said it, there's so many more benefits of being able to, once you give yourself the credit and know that you can learn and develop and mm. navigate this whole thing yourself. What are some of the challenges of doing it all yourself? Um, time, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, you know, there's only so much time in the day and I just have like a million different jobs. Like I said, from designing graphics, designing footwear, uh, I'm a broker for a footwear factory, um, as well as a consultant for some of the, uh, investments that they're looking to make in, in regards to some of the footwear brands that they're looking to buy. Um, you know, running my own company, everybody skates, uh, like we had mentioned, like during these times, it's been pretty nuts because, you know, there's a bit, there's been quite a bit of interest in, in a lot of online businesses, I guess, and uh, mine being one. So it's, it's been really fun. Right. Time management. Yeah. What are some of, what are some of the tools that you use to manage your time? Like how do you navigate doing so many different things without just losing track of shit? I'll be, I'll be real with you, man. I'm, I'm old school with it. I, I write notes, and, you know, the things I need to get done. And, uh, you know, I put stars next to the ones that are, are more pressing. And then um, I have that version of it. And I also, you know, being, being a designer, instead of, you know, having notes on like some kind of a note file or whatever, I, I have an illustrator page with, you know, all my tasks oh, with notes. <laughs> where I break it down. Like, you know what I mean? This is, you know, this, you know, this project, I got all these, action items, this project, I got all these or whatever. And then I kind of highlight or star the ones that are most pressing, the ones that are, you know, most important or, or, or have a, 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 an approaching deadline. Right. Yeah. That seems to be the, the, the biggest challenge. Like when I talk to youth or stuff like that, I say, you know, the, the, one of the coolest things about working for yourself is you're your own boss. One of the most yeah. challenging things about, about having your own business is you're your own boss. Like no one's going to exactly. tell you to get up if you don't feel like getting up other than yourself. You know, if you have a right. party, you may, may or may not, but there's a lot of responsibility with it, but there's a lot of freedom that comes with it if you really navigate it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yep. That's yeah. Real. And, and, you know, and, and fortunately for me, it's like not, I mean, not only my own boss, but it's like, I, I love what I do. And so quite honestly, I'd be idly doing what I'm doing anyways in regards to the design and creative, uh, whatever, if I weren't getting paid for it, I'd be at, or I'd, I would, love to be at my desk designing shoes or just whatever so i mean i'd imagine if i was an employee uh right. somewhere else that had nothing to do with uh you know the things that i do now i'd probably be off to the corner at some point doing like exactly drawing <laughs> drawing doodling you know right okay so so now since okay you, you are both the artistic and the business side of it yeah. how do you part how do you partition the time of creative, you know, process and design and the business of it, like the accounting and the shipping and all of that stuff. How do yeah. You so I'm fortunate in that respect because I'm not the most organized person in the world when it comes to that stuff. And so I have a beautiful, lovely, responsible wife <laughs> that takes care uh, that takes care of a lot of a lot of the organizational things, uh, you know, that that are associated with uh, the business. Right. I know, I know the feeling. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I share the same sentiment. Like, I'm the manager of the artist, but my wife right. is the manager of the manager. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, organized exactly. compared to these guys, but I'm not organized compared to, like, grown-up business. Right. Grown-up right. stuff. So. Right. so that's important. Um, so what are three main skills that you say have been the most helpful navigating through your whole career? Uh, three main skills. Um, I would have to say maybe uh, artistic vision, um, uh, my ability to convey my creative vision. And uh, I would probably have to say identifying opportunities, you know what I mean, for uh, my creative endeavors, I guess, you know what I mean? Right. So what are, what are some skills that you would suggest people have when navigating business when it comes to who to work with, who to collab with? Because, um, you know, like I said, you deal with a lot of different people. Some don't turn out the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, you know, all of that stuff is really, it's really hard to really get a gauge. So how do you navigate that? How do you know who to work with, who to collab with? Because your, your time is so valuable, you can't deal with everybody. So how do you pick and choose? Um, you know, I, I think you just kind of innately know, you know, the things that you're into, you know, the things that you connect with, you know, you, you know, what you, what you vibe with or whatever. And certain things that it sounds like a good, you know, it sounds like a, a fun project, you know, then, then I'm all about it. But if it's just, you know, if it doesn't sound like a fun project and it feels like, um, I'm forcing what I'm doing or I'm working with somebody that's probably not pleasurable to work with. Um, you know, those are projects I might shy away from. Right. But, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the right person. It's the right vibe. It's the right project. You know what I mean? You have ideas that fit the, uh, creative parameters and, you know, you kind of just feel it out ahead of time before you commit. You know what I mean? You get as much information about the project that you're working on, you know, uh, that you're going to be working on, you get as much information as possible. And, you know, that's, that information will help to inform inform me what the uh, project is going to be like right okay what is a business etiquette turnoff to you um a business etiquette turnoff is um when you've got a project that you're working on and they want you to rush 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 get this done get it in get it in but when it's time for them to pay you know what I mean? You know, there, there's no rush associated with, you know, with, with any obligations that are on their plate. So that's kind of frustrating to me because it's like, you know, I stand by what I do. I'm going to, you know, deliver on the deadline that I say I'm going to deliver on. And when I do that, when I jump through all my hoops and I, you know, and I, and I do what it takes to honor my role, I would expect the same. And it's a little frustrating when that doesn't happen. When yeah, the, you know, when, when the professionalism and the, the uh you know the, the prompt delivery and, and 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 all that stuff isn't uh reciprocated it's a little frustrating yeah that is one of the challenges definitely of having you know your own business where you're dealing with different clients and that's what we know i do the same thing like half of my life is chasing down invoices i can hate that, Dude, I hate that. <laughs> like you do your work you send it out and then at any given time you could be out 5 10 15 racks and in invoices that you're chasing yeah, that can take a month to three months sometimes, and it's. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, you know, and, and the worst thing is just the lack of communication. Like even you know, uh, you know, even in like right now, I'm going through. I'm ordering boards for uh through a a source, and um you know you when you're quoted like hey I'll get it done in one to four weeks I'm like oh one to four weeks perfect like right. that's, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, if it's six, if it's eight weeks, if it's nine weeks, that's cool too. Just let me know. Don't let Say, yeah. you know, one to four weeks, don't let one to four weeks pass by. Then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a position where I got to hunt you down and be like, hey, what's right. up? I kind of made plans around the, you know, time frame that you gave me. And now I'm stuck, you know, uh, answering to the shit and you're nowhere to be found. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like to say no. Like I, I love one of the greatest lessons I learned in the last 10 years is the power of no and how, and right. how loving and respectful no can be. Like if someone says, 
they can do something, you almost stop looking at alternatives because you're like, okay, I'm going to roll with that person. And so that exactly. leads to a holding pattern until they, they don't come. Whereas, in, and so whenever that happens to me, I'm always like, damn, am, am I doing that to someone right now? <laughs> like, right. let me not right. be the person complaining about. So it's always that under promise over deliver. Like, if you tell me, man, I can't do nothing for six months, I'm not going to hit you up for six months if I'm going to hit you up again. But if right. you say, I got this, man, hit me back Wednesday, I'm going to hit you back Wednesday. And if you're like, oh, man, my bad, hit me back Monday, like, is this whole string of process. Just say no. Yeah. You know, right. and if and if someone comes to you, you know, someone comes to me and it's like, yo, I, can you do this? There's nothing wrong with being like, no, I can't. Right. Because right. then it, it gives them a chance to be free to go figure out their solution. For sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a time waster. It's a time vampire when people are like, yeah, I can totally do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're making plans based around what you're being told. And then you know, there's no accountability on that. Oh, that's just fucking frustrating. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so you've, you've navigated uh, very gracefully through the skateboard industry from being primarily focused on pro to graphic design and shoe design back kind of into pro, back into skateboard ambassador and then all in between. Uh, and the skateboarding industry is one of the most fascinating industries to me because like one of my mentors said, it's like a billion dollar boys club. Yeah. You know, like, this, it's not set up like a corporation most of the time, unless someone outside came in and bought in. So what are some of the challenges of navigating the skate industry, you know, especially through the nineties growing in where it's just kind of coming of age and, and just going through a whole different evolution, like where there's no contracts, like how do you know when your tenure is done? How do you know, what do you do? How do you navigate that where this seems like there's no official order? Well, I mean, fortunately, you know, the gift and curse of what we're utilizing right now as a tool, social media, um, the landscape and 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 in, in, in that regards has kind of changed, right? You know what right. I mean? It's like uh, nowadays your sponsor is like so back in the day, your sponsor was like your employee. You're at the mercy of your sponsor, your employee, right? Which right. which which is to say that whatever video deadlines that they had is when you got to shine, whatever idea or holding pattern that they had in regards to, um, you know, uh, your positioning on, on getting another ad, you're, you're at the mercy of, of them. Nowadays with social media, I mean, it's, it's, you're much less of uh, uh, an employee than you are a collaborative entity with, you know, said sponsor or whatnot, but you know, you're your own boss. It's up, it's up to you to maintain the interest of your, you know, fan base or whatnot. But, you know, you have, you, you, you have the tools like social media that, you know, if you do a good job at that, and sometimes it's showing your personality, sometimes it's skateboarding and just, you know, it's connecting with an audience in whatever way that you connect with an, uh, an, an audience. So um, I feel like, uh, it's 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 probably it's it's mainly just that it's it's all on how you kind of connect with people you know what i mean and, right. and sometimes it's not just about skateboarding you know what i mean it's like remember when we were kids it's not you know your favorite skater wasn't exactly the best skateboarder all the time it was right. you know somebody that had a certain personality or whatever or, or connected with you on a on a different level you know what i mean and then skateboarding was just kind of the main medium that drew you to that person to begin with and it was all the other nuances about that person that you know you connected you know with whether it was art or you know the same type of music or the way the person dresses or you know the way that he communicates you know what i mean um you know so i i think that you're much less at the mercy of uh of your sponsors uh, right. these days but it's up to you to create that connection with a fan base and if you can do that it's like it's almost like a lot of there's there's a lot of people that are good at that that are exceeding the visibility of the sponsors that sponsor them right yeah. you know and you know speaking of what you're talking about last like during this time right now uh, it's given me time to just try a bunch of different stuff for fun mm -hmm. like literally just culture stuff so art empire radio is what i do on these um you know every wednesday um, I do, me and Elvis Sensei from Artifact started our own version of Verses, but for like independent hip hop reggae artists called The Crates. And we did one with like the Artifacts versus UMCs, you know, stuff like oh, that. We're like yeah, brand yeah. new. 
Yeah, like brand newbie versus poor righteous teachers. Like we're getting into that just for fun. Um, and just the freedom of like, it's just beta. Like, you know, if I want to take a Wednesday off, I'll take a Wednesday off. If I have, you know, I'm not trying to chase everybody. It's like, you know, um, but this is just that freedom that you're talking about is like, you know, just having so many different passions and the skill set. Just like, okay, do I want to paint? Do I want to rap? Do I want to record? Do I want to sharpen my videography skills? Because like literally right before this, I started the documentary and now we're here. So I'm like, well, shit, I might as well brush up on my videography. So that way I'm not codependent on the videographer to capture my vision. So there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the time. Um, all right. So real one side question that was getting this brand stuff. What to date has been one of your biggest mistakes? What today has been one of my biggest mistakes? I think we kind up of to, touched up on to it. date. Yeah, not today, but uh, 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 up to date. <laughs> one of my biggest mistakes. I mean, I think the one that comes to, my, to mind. Yeah, we touched we touched on it a little bit earlier. Is um, is not giving myself the credit of being able to learn or understand the things that I don't know about business and leaning on other people to do it. Right. Those are some of my biggest mistakes. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and now that it's like, I'm giving myself the credit to be able to learn and understand what I don't know. And, you know, uh, and, and, and working with my, my wife, right. Uh, it's been the biggest relief and, and, and blessing to the, the whole process of everything that I'm doing because it was just such a headache before um, right. getting other people and other personalities involved and stuff. So right. I'd have to what, say that. What do you feel what do you feel you were missing out on when you were making this mistake, so to speak? What, what were you what did you feel you were missing out on? Um just you know logistics and kind of organizational uh, uh, skills and kind of um kind of under and, and and mainly just kind of like being able to delegate so that i had time to do what i was good at you know what i'm right. saying so right. it's like now that i have a bit better clear understanding and now that it's just me and my wife working on the project it's just it, you know everything just works so much seamlessly you know what i mean we are so on the same page and there's not having anything having to none of us having to guess who's thinking or feeling what and you know all that stuff so it's, right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it's just having a, a a broader understanding of uh of what you're doing and you know. Right. So, you based upon you working with your wife as you do, I'm I'm assuming the adage "don't mix business with pleasure" is not something you uh, subscribe to. Well, I mean, it it, it kind of just depends, right? I mean, you're always kind of dealing with different personalities, right? I just think that, you know, with me and my wife, we get together, we get along so well. I mean, we've been together for 25 years. We know each other, you know, in and out. And, you know, it, it's, I'm working with my best friend, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we, we hardly, we don't ever really argue. We are on the same page about most everything. So, I mean, not to say that that's going to work with everybody, you know what I mean? It's right. just, just uh, it's, it's all on how you vibe with who it is that you're working with. And so fortunately for me, I've just been in a, you know, pretty fortunate position to, you know, work with somebody that I love and get along with. So, you know, so greatly. So I feel so. you. I, I personally don't believe in a bullshit about, I mean, I, for me, it's bullshit. Mixing, not mixing business and pleasure. It's like, why would I do any business if it wasn't pleasure for him? Like I need to have joy and gratitude to even want to do these things. Why would I separate that and just have it? That's, I, I always laugh at that because obviously like me and my wife do hell of things together mm -hmm. and I would rather that. And if it's not her, it's gotta be somebody that I enjoy being around. Why would you want to be in the trenches with an asshole? Oh, so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. Everybody skates brand. Okay. You have core aesthetics to your brand. It's not just fully willy nilly. You know, what are some of the core like, aesthetics to your brand? Like what are your pillars? I mean, as far as core aesthetics, um, there are core aesthetics, but I'm kind of really working on expanding the, the definition of what everybody skates is but as far as the core aesthetics of uh, a lot of the imagery that people know and appreciate everybody skates for 
Um, the subjects that I use are the subjects that I'm kind of familiar with, the subjects that mean something to me. I mean, you'll see a lot of uh, 80s, you know, reference, a lot of, you know, a lot of subjects from my era. Um, that's kind of, you know, that, that's a big part of my core aesthetics for that, my brand as well. And as far as kind of expanding the definition of everybody's skates uh, and how it's defined in people's mind is also incorporating some more of my artistic ability beyond just photoshopping you know what i mean so i'm integrating a lot of you know hand-drawn uh vector style art as well as a lot of you know realistic looking uh type of drawings or whatever that i do on my ipad or whatnot um but as far as the core aesthetics i mean it would it, it, it my core aesthetics to answer that question it would have to be you know things that i'm familiar with things that kind of have an emotional connection to me growing up and you know personal connection to me my own personal my own personality it's like i can't you know right i can't just do an everybody skates something with something that i'm not familiar with you know what i'm saying so it's like my core values is you know i mean i i'm, I'm true to myself uh in regards to what i put out there and i don't put something out there that i don't know about. <laughs> right right what <laughs> what are some adjectives that describe your brand what are some adjectives to describe my brand? Um, uh, freedom, really. Yeah, um, it's, uh, I'd have to say freedom. It's a, you know, it's my, it's, uh, I mean, that, that that's probably the perfect way that all, I can kind all of, encompassing. all encompassing, yeah, it's the freedom and, 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 and kind of like, so to, so, so to kind of tie that into what I was saying earlier before, it's like, you know, I, I, I do what I love and I love what I do. So to me, right. that's ultimate freedom. I'm sitting in here in my office and, you know, I'm such a recluse that it's like, there's no better place for me to be. <laughs> I'm a fucking liability out there. Like, I mean, you know, like, I just, you know, people, you know, there's just, you know, there's certain people that just kind of annoy me, I guess. And, and I'm just, I feel safe when I'm at home doing right. what i love to do and so um you know it, it's yeah i think it just has to go back to the to freedom you right. know the, the freedom that i have and not only doing what i love to do but in the arrangement that i have in which to do them i work out of my house and right. um yeah it's just freedom that that's a that says a lot there's a lot of things that go into uh any strict situation career that where you have freedom as a forefront i don't create oh, freedom mental freedom you know the, the the freedom of having to go to and from and whatever it's like i'm you know I'm, I'm i'm really in a position to be able to focus on what i love to do and just execute on that so right the freedom of being able to do that i mean it's the, that's the one word that best encompasses right so so to get to where you are now with these levels of freedoms what are some of the things along your path that you said yes to that led you here um I would have to say in large part due to my uh, opportunity as a footwear designer, because being able to do that and that, you know, leveraging that for uh, some of the freedoms that I have, you know, I mean, to be able to evolve from skateboarding, which, you know, you're, you're pretty independent and, you know, there's no office that you report to or whatever, but, right. um, you know, doing, uh, you know, falling into the opportunity of being able to design footwear kind of basically kind of extended, extended that. And in, in that thriving for me gave me the freedom to be able to, um, explore other opportunities uh independently due to the way that my um my, my my business dealings are structured with the clients that i work with right as, a, as an independent right so what are some of the things you've said you've had to say no to throughout the years to get to this level of freedom you have with your life and career um i mean there you know there, there's certain products i mean there's there's certain uh projects like you know uh, that, that are attached to brands that i might not be you know interested in working with or whatever and there's just you've got to kind of find a nice way to you know i mean to kind of let them know that you're not interested right. um you know and then sometimes i just find myself too busy to accept you know opportunities i you know, i keep it pretty damn lit in here man i stay pretty busy i mean i, I, right. I say <laughs> I, I have a lot of cool projects that come my way and so i find myself saying uh, you know, yes, quite a bit, but then there comes those times where I'm just like, okay, I've got enough on my plate now. Let me, you know, let me not, 
overwhelm myself anymore right. and um you know maybe say no to this so then i can kind of buy myself a couple of days to go spend some time with my family here or, or, or you know right whatever. i mean a lot of like uh I, I i end up saying no to 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 projects where i start getting the sense that there's no true direction thus there might you know i might be putting myself in a position to sit there and guess on what a client might want and right. you know, and endure and this fucking horrendous audition <laughs> period you know right. what I'm um yeah so those 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 are the ones that i kind of try to tend to say no to i mean the ones that are a little more clear on what they you know what they want you know or, or at the very least if they're not clear on what they want they're willing to give me the creative freedom to figure that out as opposed to just you know in this whole pattern of weeks you know going back and forth of me trying to guess what it is the client wants when at the end of the day that client doesn't even know what he wants right so i'm, I'm those positions that's real i'm sure you probably said no to like hard drugs all the time <laughs> <laughs> probably said no no to drinking so much beer that your friends clown you and call you fat bastard you know what what are what are some of the life choices and business choices like beyond projects so what are some of the the life and business pro like things that you've said yes to and things that you've said no to because part of part of what we're trying to share with people too is like you know your business is not this thing that's separate a capsule from your life like your decisions right. how you deal with relationships with your family your girlfriend wife kids whatever your body um, with your mind, this plays a role in, in anything that you do, you know? So yeah. you can't just say yes to hella dumbass shit over here and expect your business to thrive all the time or vice versa. Yeah. So what are some yeah. of the life decisions that you've said yes to? And what are some of the, the ones you said no to to get to where you are now? Because, you know, you look pretty calm. You seem relaxed, happy. Yeah, you don't have hella extra age on your face. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. So, no, I purposely, Buku, like straight up, man, I, I really try not to stress on shit so much. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a conversation I always reiterate with my wife, like, hey, you know, these handful of things are going good. And when there was times it didn't go good, it was kind of more a reason to stress. So it's like, you know, you know, things, things are going pretty good right now. And so it's like, right. anytime when I even almost start to stress, I just remind myself that, you know, this is exactly what I signed up for. This is, you know, fuck, I love doing what I what I do. And so I just, you know, I have to bring myself back to earth a little bit, but I mean, there's a, uh, um, yeah, there's, there's not too much in my stress in my life these days. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, 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 I'm cognizant of it. And I assure, you know, I assure myself to not let myself stress on things that just are either out of my control or, you know, right. You know, or things so, that are just going to pass. Right. So what have you said no to? Like you've had, like, I, I, I know, no, pro, I, sca I, I know pro skaters and I know, the ones who've said yes to too many of the things that, right. that you know, I, put some split on their life, you know? I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, uh, um, propositions for uh, guest, guest boards and stuff like that. Um, as to where in the past I would say yes more, but now that I'm starting to, you know, uh, do some boards and stuff myself, some women boards, I just, you know, I, I find that, uh, I don't want to kind of water myself down, I guess, you know, yeah. in, in, in ways. So it's like, I, I end up saying no to a lot of the, the board collabs. And right. Stuff. And I get, I get, I get a bunch of uh, different propositions from smaller brands coming up that DM me, Hey, we should do a collab. And then I'll go on right. the you know, page and see if they got like 20 followers. And I'm like, Hey man, right. I, I appreciate your hustle and, and, and get there. And let's, let's talk about that. But it's like, right. You know, my, 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 my mentality isn't just to do a collab for the sake of doing a, a collab. I mean, there's got to be a story there and there's got to be right. some, some, you know, some, some value to, you know, to, to both of us, you know, in, in doing it, not just doing a collab for the sport of doing a collab to say, hey, we did a collab. Right. We just did a collab. Okay. Um, what is it about the color red that you've chosen to resonate part of your brand with? Um, I mean, I think it's, it's the most punctual color. It's the color that gets your attention. You know what I mean? Fast. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just a really punctual color. Um, I really started elaborating on it once I put, uh, I put red grip tape on my board. 
Right. And, and, and then I uh, then I ended up painting one of my boards all red, and I was kind of filming and kind of goofing around, whatever, and filmed some shots where I was doing a kickflip, and I had was playing in slow mo. I thought it looked so awesome and so punctual and so like oddly enough distinctive. I mean, because I mean, you know, the red grip tape has been around forever, but not that many people are like bold, I guess, enough to really right. want to you know, fuck with red grip tape. You know what I mean? It's right, like, right. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> obnoxious or whatever. But I mean, you know, I just found that it was just so punctual. Um, you know, in 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 that respect, but in just general products, you know, just products in general, I just feel like it's a punctual color that gets people's attention. Right. That is that is dope. Okay. One last question. We'll we'll. Uh let you sign off but um okay so to get if you were to give advice to somebody some up-and-coming designer skater musician uh you see him there's some folks up here what up king gail you got some clowning for him you got a you got a joke on the side joke on the side big up king big up big up big up the o's crew rafael and bruno the owners of o's shoes are on here too oh what's up y'all they in there, they fly floating through. Um, but uh, so what would be some advice you'd give to a, an up and coming person who, whether they're pro skater, musician, artist, trying to develop their own brand? Like what are some of the, what would advice would you give them and things to look out for? I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, the advice would be to leverage your social media. I think that I feel like that's the kind of like the, the, the great equalizer, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're able to present yourself in a way and you believe in what you're doing, I mean, you know, social media is a great platform in which to get that stuff out there. Um, the other thing, uh, too, is, you know, it's like that saying goes is your, your network is your net worth. You know, what I mean, I think there's a lot of I, I think a lot of what young kids i would i mean i guess i'd have to speak specifically to young skateboarders or whatever that are sponsored that's the one thing that they kind of really miss out on and especially these days it's almost like this career this you know the, the span of a career is way shorter and um you know they're not revaluing the relationships you know what i mean uh that they're uh connecting with you know in the, in the industry i think it's gonna last forever or whatever and the people are burning bridges or whatnot but i mean use this as fucking borrowed time you know what I mean? And understand that it's, you know, it's not going to last forever. It's almost like I heard a really cool story that Lance Mountain said and uh, paraphrasing here, but he said something like, uh, you know, professional skateboarding is kind of like a, a fairy tale, right? I mean, if, you know, some last longer than others, whatever, but at a certain point, it, you know, it, it, it does end and you're kind of left, you know, at the end of that trying to figure things out. And the more equipped you are, the easier it is. And the less you are, the harder it is, you know what I mean? Because you might be spat into a, whole different world than you know uh professional skateboarding where you know there's you know, there's you know a lot of these kids there's there's not too much responsibility you know what i mean right right uh so yeah um skateboarding peter pan syndrome like we we all gotta at some point yeah. come out of that yeah yeah and so you know my, my advice would be to observe the world around you, observe the, you know, uh, observe the people around you, you know, soak up some of this game, understand, you know, I mean, start trying to identify, you know, how you're gonna leverage the relationships that you're building right now to carry you beyond skateboarding because it's inevitable. I don't, you know, the, the shit don't, I mean, I was fortunate to come up in a time where, you know, a lot of us had, you know, five, 10 year careers, you know, I mean, we didn't have to figure it out right, you know, right away, but I mean, a lot of motherfuckers are done after that hot clip, you know what I mean? Like a, right. one week, you know what I mean? And then they're done. They're left to kind of try to figure out how to, you know, how to pay their bills. Yeah, that's got to be a rough one. Um, okay, well, that, that, that concludes it. But I want to I wanna, uh, give you a second to talk about this shirt. The shirt that you're wearing, I mean, the Black Skaters Thank You shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to read these right now, but I want you to go on his page after this and check you out the shirt. You on there, I, I, I saw that. So I was going to ask you a couple questions. So tell hey, me you know, about. You know what's funny about this shot now? The way that I'm standing, it looks like my body is your your head. <laughs> Look, hold on. <laughs> Let me go. So the shirt that I'm wearing right here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I watched so, the evolution of it, and right. I mean, when you first put it up, I'll say this: I was like, dude. That's a serious undertaking because there are so many opinions. Yes. And I was just like, how are you navigating? So tell me about the, 
the so, why and the how. Because I was, yeah. I didn't want to say shit, but right. I'm already, I'm already hearing voices in my head from people I know who are gonna say whoever's not on there, they're gonna be like, you should have had so and so. And I was Always, just like sitting right? back, like, oh my god, yeah. Always. So yeah, exactly what you said. It's like I identified that from the beginning. I was like, this is going to make a lot of people excited, but then it's also gonna piss a lot of people off. But in my mind, right. it's too important to just not do right. And mm -hmm. it's just one of those projects where it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, and you can't really get it right. Right. And so I, I identified that, you know, hey, it will just kind of be an ongoing thing, right? That it's, it's going to kind of almost be like a moving doc, document that gets updated every so often. And, and the, right. the goal is at a certain point, it'll, it'll, it'll cover a front and a back of a shirt. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, if we're, you know, it, if, it, if it'll we're be a t skirt. Like you know, a lot of the young cats be wearing them like weird dress shirts that go down to their knees anyways, like in yeah. long tees. So, right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so uh, I first, I originally, release this concept and had way less names on it about four or five years ago i wanted to you know wanted to do something uh and that spoke to uh black history month you know right. and being one of the you know few black skateboarders black creatives in the industry and um you know being a black owned business i wanted to you know uh do something that spoke to that so that's right. kind of what i decided to do and you know jump down to a little uh the wormhole of, uh, man. You know, oh, why did I get on this trail? Like, bro, you know, whatever. So it, it, right, what right. it is really, what, what it really is, it's not, it's not that you failed in life if you haven't gotten on my shirt. It, I, I position it as like, this is kind of like my thank you, you know what I mean, to right. uh, black skateboarders and, and skateboarders that have had an inspiration and influence, you know, in, in skate culture and myself and stuff like that and it's just my thank you to them you know i mean it isn't like i'm writing the bible and right yeah so um i think the cool part about it uh you know as of recently me uh really releasing this design um uh in its most recent time i got a lot of engagement from people which was awesome you know i mean i presented it i, I presented it as hey look here you know here's a design that i wanted to to release and you know, last time I did it, you know, I mean, people had opinions about, you know, who they, who wasn't on there, this and whatever. I wanted to give a few days for people to come up with their list of people or whatever. And so I started kind of compiling different names. You, who, who, one step beyond the host, director of the vibes with a gang of jokes. Tune in, tell a friend.